break out of the break to 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 still believing for her break to break to break to break to break to Nicole, welcome to the Breakthrough Spotlight. We are glad to have you here. So welcome. How are you? Thank you. I am amazing. Thank you. Thank you. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure to get on here and be able to give back. How are you doing this evening? Um, I can't complain. I could, but I can't. I'm not going to, you know. God is good. (laughs) I know that. So, Nicole, so we just want to chat, you know, the purpose of the Breakthrough Spotlight is to, you know, highlight everybody that comes on um, and just so people can kind of get like a background of, you know, who some of our Breakthrough family is. So, you know, we just going to chat it up. I'm going to ask you some questions. So it's no pressure, you know. We just gonna talk, okay? Okay, absolutely. I'm good at that. Um, <laughs> so, um, Nicole, who is who is Nicole? You know, we let us let us know who you are. Um, Nicole is a wife. Um, part of who I am. Is a wife of over uh, what, what year are we in? Twenty uh, this year would be twenty three years in September. I'm a mother of two. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you. I'm, I have my first grandbaby. Um, she'll be one in March. Oh, um, okay. Yes. Um, oh, that's my baby right there. Um, I also um, I have two parts. Of also of who I am, um, my W two. I'm a payroll manager. I've done that over twenty something years, almost thirty. Um, and I'm also a life coach. So I I enjoy being able to reach out and help people that are dealing with like any type of trauma. And it's and it's mm-hmm. just part of who I am. So no matter if somebody is saying something and I'm able to help, I'm going to help them out. You know, I don't like to see people stuck or struggling. Um, and dealing with any type of torment or even torturing themselves. So, you know, I, that's something that I enjoy to the fullest. It's just that's something that God gave me. That's my God-given gift, one of them. That's awesome. Now, how long have you been a life coach? Um, so I got certified in 21, um, <clears throat> and now I'm just studying different things because it keeps evolving. Um, so my mom has um, dementia, and she's transitioning very, very slow. And I'm mm-hmm. reading up a lot of books on that right now and listening to a lot of different podcasts and reference to things. What I could try to do um, is a mission to at least try to um, bring her back some because I did read about a couple of people that came back from it from where she is. So that's mm-hmm. one of my missions right now as well because, um, you know, I'm into – health and wellness as well. So, you know, I just want to mm-hmm. see what I can do. So I kind of refocused on that, but I'm still, mm-hmm. you know, helping where I can. And I definitely give as much um, assistance on the breakthrough line as I can as well. So, um, but yeah, but I've been doing this my whole life. I've been doing it my whole life. My cousin told me, ever since we was young, you were doing this. You've been doing right. it forever. You Why didn't even know it. For it. 
Yes. Yep. And then I just started thinking back to things. And when I started to do it, I reached out to a couple of people that said, like, you don't even know what you did to, for me. So I reached out to them and asked them, you know, like, I was like, I'm going to end up doing this eventually. And when I get everything set up, I would like to, you know, be able to use one of your testimonials. And they sent them to me. And the things that they sent me, I was like, I did that. So, you know, wow. God is just so amazing at how he, he uses you and moves you mm-hmm. um, in people's lives. So, you know, and I was just like, wow, it just, it, it was really an eye-opening um, event for me at that time, like reality check. Wow, that's amazing. And especially, um, you know, to also look into, you know, trying to find ways to, you know, alter- alternate ways um, for your mom as well, because a lot of people don't do that. They just, okay. My my parent has dementia. My level has dementia. I'm just going to take care of them. So you like we want to look at some different alternatives we could do to see what's going on. You know, doing your research. That's that's always important. You know. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Because um, my grandmother passed away from it, um, and my mom, two of her sisters, got it after her, and they both passed away from it. Um, wow. So we lost them like back to back within a six month um, time, and I'm like, okay, it's a reason that she's still here. I don't know what that reason is, um, but it's something for me to do. And one day I was sitting on in my office and I was on a computer, and people kept saying, "What is your why? What is your why? What is your why?" And I just had a complete mm-hmm. melt breakdown. And once it really hit me, it was my mom. But I didn't know what to do, how to move like where to do the research and, you know, and I just Mm -hmm. like really dropped down and started praying and God started sending me different videos from YouTube and people that was on there were talking about, you know, how to change your eating habits and what to do in reference to that. So I was like, okay. So then that became my mission over like the past um, six or seven months to start really diving Mm -hmm. into that and seeing what I can do. Um, and finding different avenues, but you got to have people that's, you know, willing to do it because it's a lot of work. Um, right. So that's an, that another thing that I'm working on now, like so I'm trying to put in place where people can come in because that's going to be a lot of strain on my sisters. Um, that um, they do an amazing job taking care of my mom, but it's a lot, a lot of work because I took care of my mom for 10 years before they did. Um, yeah, it was a lot it's, it's a lot to be a caregiver. Head. Yes. Yes, it is. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I love my mom to death, um, you know, but we didn't, as um, as a mother, we didn't have an amazing relationship. Um, mm. But that still doesn't take, stop you from taking care, you know what I mean, right. of your parent. Right. At the end of the day, that's still right. my parent. And, um, you know, that was part of my journey um, of, of becoming a life coach is being able to, um, with God's help, I can't just say it's just me, but allowing me to see that like, people are who they are, and you just can't think that everybody knows what to do because as being a parent, you know, it's something that's, that's trials and tribulations and things that you have to grow through, um, but we right. also have to make choices of how we want to move and doing those things. Um, so, you know, I just wanted to make sure that no matter what, that we were in a good place, Um I even had to go, you know, my my, um, my guy family told me, my, talking to my sister, she was like, you make sure you're good with your mom because you don't want to have any regrets. And a lot of people, when they deal with a lot of things, it's a lot of regrets. And mm-hmm. I thought that I was really okay because I forgave her, you know what I mean? But I didn't mm-hmm. forgive her to the point where 
I was like, if anything happened, I'm okay. But once she got real sick, I realized, like, dang, I didn't forgive enough. So I didn't know it was right. levels to forgiveness either. Um, so right. that was something that I learned. I went and sat with her. I told her I forgive her. I told her I love her. Like, I prayed over her. I prayed for her. Um, and that's what part of this journey, one of the things that I love about I, how I ended up on this breakthrough line is helping me actually grow spiritually, um, which is mm-hmm. amazing because that's something that I need, um, especially because I grew up as a Jehovah Witness. Um, so that's mm-hmm. totally different um, for right. me. Um, and just being where I am now. So, you know, that just put me in a really amazing spot that even if I'm not able to bring my mom back, that I know that I did all that I can and I did it out of love and care and compassion. Mm-hmm. Wow. So now you said you grew up as a Jehovah's Wit- a Jehovah Witness. So how did you end up, you know, I guess you would say, you know, leaving them and then finding your path uh, with God. Wow, this is um, kind of crazy. So um, Jehovah Witness, like when you do something wrong, um, they um, they disfellowship you. And mm. um, so my mom was a Jehovah Witness, and both of her sisters were Jehovah Witnesses as well. So which means, you know, like I didn't get baptized because you have to make a choice. Like you just can't get baptized when you want to get baptized. Um, and mm-hmm. I wanted to get baptized at one point in time, but my cousin that lived across the street from me, Catacorner, whatever he did, they disfellowshipped him and told me I couldn't speak to him. I said, I can't speak wow. to my own family. Like, and that was my best friend, not just my cousin, but he mm-hmm. was my best friend. Um, we were only one year apart, so we grew up together. And I was like, like brother and sister. Yes. Like, you can't tell me not to talk to him. I was like, oh, this is not what you do. And I wasn't really into the Bible, even though they read it. They mm-hmm. tell you what to read. Um, so I never went through it. But I'm like, this can't be right. So my mom mm-hmm. said, you're going to go as long as you want to just move until you 18. So the day that I turned 18, that was the last day that I went. Like, uh-uh, I'm not doing this. No, 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 no. You can't tell me wow. who to talk to. Like, that's judge you judging people. Um, and yeah. then you're shunning them. Like, you're not supposed to shun people. So, um, and I was like, that's not going to work for me. So then I started going to different churches and doing, I, my one of my girlfriends, she was a Jew. She was Jewish. So I went mm-hmm. to a Jewish church with her. I'm like, okay, this isn't for me. <laughs> um, you know, I, I was going to say, how was that experience? <laughs> <laughs> that experience was really crazy because the only reason that she asked me to go, she married into, um, uh, she married into it. Her husband was Jewish. So she and said, that's like you know, a whole, like, know. different rules and everything in, it, in itself. Yeah. Yes, no makeup, no jewelry, long clothes. Right. They got to so, wear the wigs. Yeah, she didn't do any of that. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's funny because it's funny, but it wasn't funny because she was like, oh, I just need you to come with me. She was like, they having conversations, but I think they talking about me. And I was like, what? Mm. She was like, I just want to make sure that basically that she wasn't tripping. So I went with her and they did. Mm-hmm. They talked about her. Like, you don't come in here with no piercing in your ears. And when I was walking yeah. down the street and they were just telling stories and I was like, oh, shoot. And I looked at her and she looked at me. I said, girl. What you know, you know. <laughs> so that's what did how you I, marry into? <laughs> what did you do? So um, yes, I went there one time, 
but I did go meet um, the pastor, which was her, or, or the rabbi, which was her husband's mom. Yeah, so her husband's mom was, um, you know, the founder of the church. So, and I was like, wow, just to watch and listen to them talk and interact with her, how they was looking mm-hmm. at her and treating her. I was like, wow. And you come here every week? She was like, yeah. Right. I him, you love him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was crazy to me because um, her father was a pastor um, of, a, of a Baptist church or a Catholic church, a, ba- a Baptist church, and her mother was the first lady. So to go and that's how like she grew different, up. Like, yeah. Day and night. Yeah, very day and night. Yes. Day and but night. that's also so that's brave of her, too, to just, you know, keep going knowing that, you know, I'm the topic of conversation every time we we're here. And, you know, mm-hmm. like the Jewish community is pretty small, too. So, yes. Wow. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. So, tell tell me about you know when you found God. Oh wow! Okay, so okay, so with different levels to this as well because I've always known God, but the level in which I knew was totally different. Um, because and I'm just going to touch back a little bit about being a Jehovah Witness. I remember, oh, I'm getting ready to put my age out here. I remember, <laughs> <laughs> I remember in 19, I want to say it was like 76 or something like that, and um, the Jehovah Witnesses had put out a watchtower or in a week, and it said the end is coming, and it said it was coming like the next year. Scared the bejesus out of me. Um, the same thing happened in the early 80s, like 82, 83. And I was like, who does this? Like, why would God do this? Like, who says mm-hmm. that the world is coming to an end? So um, those two things had kind of messed me up. So even though I was still going through the Bible at a young age, I really didn't understand it. Um, I started going to church. Um, how did I end up going to church? I think I just needed somewhere to go because I felt like I was lost. So I just started going to different churches, but I still didn't have the relationship. I didn't know what the relationship now that I had until, oh, goodness gracious, Lord, forgive me. So until uh, my husband and I split up at one point in time, mm-hmm. and um, we were separated for 10 years, and I was um, dating this guy, and it was not going great. And the person of who I was was turning into somebody else because I was, you know, really laid back, cool. Um, funny people come and talk to me. I'm always helping you, whatever. But I was turning very angry and bitter. Um, mm. And not only was I turning angry and bitter, I basically, and I say it was a wino because every day I was drinking. Every single day I had two bottles wow. of wine every single day. Um, then I had thoughts of trying to figure out, like, how can I get this dude off this earth? Like, I don't even want to see him walking this earth ever again. He shouldn't make anybody feel this mm. way ever again. And um, once I started having those thoughts, I started calling my friends up like, um, listen, I need to relax. And I actually started smoking weed. Didn't even, couldn't even stand weed. Um, didn't even like the way it smelled. But between so now and I was smoking to keep my mind from going crazy and freaking out how to kill him. And, like, and it was crazy because, like, in my, and 
my sister said to me, she was like, that's not even like you. I was casing. I cased out the house. I was looking for cameras. I was trying to figure out, like, I went into great detail of what I was going to do, like, what I wanted to do. And I was like, this is not you. And You're like, I don't turn it to my, I don't even recognize. Don't even recognize. And what happened was um, somebody that's like a nephew to me ended up sending me a video clip um, of Dr. Miles Monroe. And this was in 2016. So in 2016, I got the video, and I listened. And then, you know, on YouTube, whatever you start listening to, it just start going. So I start pulling mm-hmm. out books, and I start just taking notes, and I started reading the Bible and highlighting the Bible. And I went on a sabbatical. God snatched me out of that. He snatched me out of that mindset of thinking about, knocking somebody off this earth because if an opportunity would present itself, I would have done it. And I say that a lot, like, you got to watch what you think. Um, mm. So I just started, you know, journaling, taking notes and highlighting the Bible and reading the Bible. And for six months, I barely left my bedroom. Um, and I wow. just, where my journey with God really, really started, and I started looking back like, yo, who are you? How did you get here? What happened? Um, because I went from having a job, having my own place, having a car, having amazing credit to no car, no job, no credit, um, and now I have to depend on somebody that I don't even like to take care of me. Um, and, you know, sometimes we end up, and I'm just going to bear off a little bit because this subject takes me to, like, yeah, I could have went back to my husband, but I didn't want to go back to my husband not ready for that. So then you start to look at, like, you're in a relationship, but you're forced to be in it because of your situation. Um, And then it got to a point that I was like, just don't come around here no more. Like, don't come and visit. Don't come and see me. I don't want to have anything to do with you. And I know this is very, very harsh, but for him to get the point, I said, I would rather live in a shelter and probably get raped every day before I would spend another second with you because it was such a hard thing look at somebody that was supposed to be, quote, unquote, your friend to then take advantage mm-hmm. of you when you depressed. Um, mm. And I didn't even realize I was, I was depressed because my family was separated. I lost my father. Um, I'm separated from my husband. My kids are split up. Like, all these things just started hitting, and I thought I was holding it because I was such supposed to be such a strong, strong person um, because mm-hmm. I grew up around dudes, so I didn't cry. I never expressed my emotions, so I didn't know what that was. Um, mm. you know, so that that was a difficult journey for me to have to look in and be like, girl, you're upset. Um, but one of my girlfriends was a therapist, and she told me I was clinically depressed and that I needed to see a psychiatrist and get on medication. Um, and it's crazy to be in a situation and not know that you're in a situation, but I knew something was wrong because... Right, you just didn't know what. I, I didn't know what. And I was like, girl, I'm not getting on no medication. You crazy. Um, so that was part of me starting on my journey as well. Like, okay, so there's something wrong with me. So I wanted to start looking at to, okay, what am I dealing with? What's going on here? And as I started peeling the onion back, I said, I'm dealing with a lot of stuff. Um, and the, and what pushed it kind of over the edge for me is when my dad passed me and my dad played a lot. Like we rolled on the floor until my dad was in his seventies. We was on the floor rolling, wrestling, play fighting, and, um, but we also were very petty, but we knew how we were. So 
so um, mm-hmm. I would tell my dad, I said, listen, you don't call me for my birthday. You don't say happy Mother's Day. I call you for everything. And he was like, I'm your father. You're supposed to call me. And I was like, as the father, you're supposed to check on your kids. I was like, until mm-hmm. you call me, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. But I used to go still see him on my way home. <laughs> but what mm-hmm. happened was my dad had fell on the steps and ended up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was in that same week. So I was like, oh, my God, like, what if that weekend didn't make it here? And while he was in the hospital, it was it was a good thing that he went because um, I'm going to say it wrong, but it's a flat in your throat that separates. It opens and closes your trachea. I believe it opens and closes when you eat. So his food mm-hmm. wasn't going down right. So my dad would always cough when he ate. But they put him in the hospital, and while he was in the hospital, um, we just had a look and had a moment, and we was okay. And we had an understanding of knowing, like, you know, we was playing. But my dad passed that night, like, early in the morning, and I knew he passed. And this is when I noticed, really, that I had a little connection, but I didn't understand what it was because this was in 2014. I fell on the floor crying my head off. And I didn't know what was going on. And two seconds later, my phone rang and my sisters told me that my dad passed. I was gasping for the breath the same time that he was passing. Oh, my God. Wow. So that's what really put me over because I was like, oh, my God, what if what if I should have? And I was should have, could have, would have. And um, that's one of the things that I learned in this journey starting in 2016 because that would push me into my depression um, because mm-hmm. – I allowed myself to think, like, oh, my God, my dad passed. Like, what if we would have left with that conversation? Should I have said that to him? I know next time I would, you know, and I was should have, could have would have myself for two years. Um, and then to have somebody take advantage of that situation, you know, it just pushed it all the way over. So um, that was my journey um, to getting closer to God. That was my journey of getting closer and closer and just building the relationship and, um, you know, and it's actually a kind of scary and amazing thing all at the same time um, to know that you're being spoken to and then being used. Um, so I enjoy it. I love it. Um, I love him for bringing me out and saving me. And, um, like, I didn't want anybody to know about this, so my family didn't, none of my family even know anything that I was going through um, at all. And not that I was ashamed, mm. it's just that I was like, you know what, I put myself in this situation and I'm going to get myself out. So, you know, and that's when I really started leaning on the Lord. And then um, once I got, you know, made sure he was no longer um, involved, I said, Lord, this don't look good for you as your child to not have me have a job. Um, and this is how I knew. I was like, yo, this was crazy. And because I heard Dr. Miles Monroe say something, so now I'm six, seven months into the word every single day. And he said, mm-hmm. as a child of God, you're not supposed to want for anything. And you have to be bold when you go to him and let him know, this don't look good for you to have me out here doing it. He said something about what he was doing. So I said the same thing. I said, God, this is not good for me to say that I'm a child of God and I don't have no job. We need to fix this. I've been looking for two years. I went two years without a job. And wow. the very next day, I got a phone call. And they said, can you do a phone interview? I said, I sure can. Um, right. And they I'm said, ready. They, want you to come in. <laughs> they said, I want you to come in. 
they want you to come in and do a face-to-face interview. I said, okay, when? So she said, they want you to come in. This That was Tuesday. They wanted me to come in Wednesday. She called me back Tuesday, like 4 something in the afternoon. It was like, matter of fact, they just want you to start tomorrow. They don't want to have an interview. God is good. Said, Look at God. Yeah. I didn't have to have no interview. They loved it over the phone. There's nothing but he can do that. So right. that has good. been my, yes, he will. Yes, he does all the time, all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I've just been so, that's been my journey. And then coming to, um, it was at one point in time where I felt like I plateaued and I couldn't really do it on my own. And mm-hmm. so here's the crazy thing. So let me tell you how I got through the breakthrough line, which was ridiculous to me okay. because I woke awesome. up one morning. I was just, I was just <laughs> going to ask you. I said, well, how did you get to the breakthrough line? <laughs> it, it's, it's really, really, and I always say it's crazy, but I always give God the glory now. And that's something that I make sure that I, I continuously, continuously do instead of saying, I don't know how this happened, but – that was my favorite mm-hmm. line. I don't know how this happened. So I woke up. I'm going through my emails, and I'm like, breakthrough line, um, 518318. I'm like, what? I, this ain't even – and it said, Philly, pray for Philly and gun violence. I'm like, this ain't even a Philadelphia number. I'm from Philly. So I went past it, and I marked mm-hmm. it to delete it. And as I marked it to delete it, a new message came through. Same thing. I said, well, what is this? Why two of these? I didn't sign up for this. Why is this coming to my email? I did not sign up for this. So then I looked at the number again, 518318. I said, 518318. I said, are you trying to tell me something? Because I think this was like a Thursday or a Friday. And that Tuesday, I woke up at 418 in the morning. So I was like, 518318, you woke me up at 418. I was like, are you trying to tell me something? And then I'm like, I said, okay, okay. I don't know what this means. So I got on the line. And I was like, I'm not saying a word. I'm just going to go on here and I want to see what it's about. And I've never been on a prayer line. I'm just just going to listen. And I've never, ever been on a prayer line. That was my first time. So I was listening and I was hearing different things and people talking about the struggles they was having, be it marriages, be it um, drugs, um, parenting. Like, and I was just listening, like, and when somebody was talking about committing suicide, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I was like, I'm not saying anything. God, why am I on this line? Um, so I was like, this is crazy. And um, it was a Friday. And because that Thursday, I had just got finished talking to one of my nephews who said he wanted to kill himself. And I was like, Mm. what in the world is going on here? Um, Mm. So Jackie says, there's a lot of new people on here. You want to introduce yourself? And I was like, no, I just kept my phone on mute. And God was like, no, you're not. I was like, yes, I am. Holy Spirit was saying, uh -uh, (laughs) you're going to talk. You're going to unmute yourself. Yes, Portia. I was like, I don't know how I'm doing this. How my name is Nicole. <laughs> like I'm I'm here. Talking. I feel like I feel, I feel like I was at AAA. Yes, my name is Nicole. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh man, this is crazy. So and the crazy thing is, they was like, oh my God, we was praying for somebody to come and help with the marriages, and I was like, wow. So Jackie called me um, 
she called me later that day or the next day, and we ended up talking. And she was like, oh, my God, I want you to tell your story. I want you to tell your story. And I was like, huh? So then that's when they was like, Dad, we've been praying for somebody to come on here and help with marriages. And, you know, that's what we've been praying for. And I was like, is this what you brought me here for? And I was like, okay. And I haven't missed a day since. I probably haven't missed one day since. Um, So it's really been um, amazing to be able to touch um, and speak to so many different people and to be spoken to. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just really, really mind blowing, and to me to to now understand it, it's it's a different type of to understand the connection because, like, I knew that I was being used already because of conversations that I was having with other people, but I didn't mm-hmm. understand the magnitude of it. So um, God, you know, the Holy Spirit and God, they've been using me for a long time. I just didn't know what it was because I wasn't um, around people. Like, people just talk to me, yeah. Like, I've had several conversations with people, and they was like, when did you become so spiritual? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because being so I was being used, I wasn't aware, so I don't even know the words that I was speaking at sometimes, and they would have to tell me. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't know certain things that I was even saying, so I was like, "Um, I don't know what you're talking about. So... Um, And then it just made me go back and start thinking about some of those things as well. Um, So when people started talking to me, and I guess, you know, that was the way of the Holy Spirit saying, listen, if you're not going to do what you need to do, I guess they took over a little bit when people was asking me questions because my Mm -hmm. nephew said something to me, one of my nieces had said something to me, and I used to um, work with these um, uh, at one of the companies they had, um, they did gospel plays. And the producer's wife had said something to me. She was like, and she said to me, you're more spiritual than me, and we go to church every day. I was like, okay. Like, but I still didn't know what she was talking about. Um, so now being on a breakthrough line and seeing how God works and how the Holy Spirit works, it made me go back and be like, oh, okay. And I don't know if maybe I chose not to remember things, because I definitely remember now when I have conversations. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's it's been really amazing and scary all at the same time. But I definitely enjoy it. I, en- I enjoy every single growth, every single experience, um, especially um, the things, the, one of the things that I truly love about this breakthrough line is Jackie placing people um, and being such a, a servant, a servant and a leader um, serving God's will, but also leading this line in the way that it needs to be led because people are doing the right things um, and mm-hmm. utilizing their gifts and their natural talents. And um, when I tell you this this, this line right here, um, I tell people to get on, whether they get on or not, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. But this line right I'm here. I'm just spreading the good news. I'm just, just spreading, spreading the good news. Whenever you're ready, you come on. But I'm going to tell you, Portia, that every day, and I'll tell you now, maybe for the maybe about the past two months, when I say, if not every day, four days, that Queen Kiki speaks was something that I had a conversation about that morning. Just like that. Wow. Every topic for the last four to six weeks was something that I asked him about 
almost every day. Wow. Almost every, every day. So I always, always thank Jackie for starting this line and for Queen for being a faithful servant um, and doing the things that she is supposed to do because God definitely, definitely, definitely speaks to her. The Holy Spirit uses her. She's having a, her, her, her communication lines are open. And it, it's mm. so immediate because I remember one time Jackie asked her, she said, hey, how did you come up with that? She said, I didn't. I'm using, uh, he's talking to me now and I'm giving it to you. And that's mm. what really shook me because I was like, mm. what? And then I started thinking like, yo, you've been answering stuff that I've been asking him about the same morning. Like when I'm praying this morning, mm-hmm. when I get on the line, not even two hours later, you're answering something that I, I directly ask, and nobody else knows this because nobody is up with me at 4.30 in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning when I'm having my one-on-one time. How is this possible? So, you know, that was an eye-opener to me as well. For a minute, I didn't say anything, and I'm like, are we serious right now? So, you know, I'm like, okay. Okay, I got the message. I got the message. It might have only been a, a couple, and it's not even a handful. And I mean a couple. It's been a couple. No more than three, and I think three is too many. That's something that she said wasn't wasn't directly a conversation that I had with God in the morning. Wow, it's like confirmation. It's definitely 100, and it's more than 100% confirmation because God goes way above and beyond what he's doing. So there, it, it was no way for me to deny it if I wanted to. Like, so, you know, and that's why I'm always, always so thankful um, for this line and, and just have to thank God for guiding me here because I didn't sign up. I didn't sign up. I didn't know anything about no breakthrough prayer line. That number is not a 215 or a 267 number because I'm from Philly. 518 mm-hmm. is not yeah, a Philadelphia right. air code. <laughs> You know, so I'm like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. I don't know what games y'all playing. Somebody's trying to get me. Um, but, you know, just listening, and I'm just so thankful. Like, And I'm just thankful every single day. And to have such a beautiful soul like Sister Angela handle the Bible studies and just to learn and grow. Um, but I definitely know that the adversary is busy because as I, every time as I continue to grow, something with my job happened or something happens with my kids or something is going on. And I'm like, you know what? I was like, that's fine. Because God said that we're going to get tested, but you can't take us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it took a while for me to get to that point. Um, and to be a hundred percent transparent, uh, when I started going to churches, cause I didn't know what I wanted to do. My kids didn't go with me. So my mm-hmm. kids believe in like Scientology. They were scientifically brought here. So, um, mm-hmm. my son was in a car accident and, um, he was in a car accident, and honestly, they could have died. You know what I mean? And I had told him, I said, I know this isn't something you want to hear. I said, but I pray for you every single day. You, your sister, my grandbaby, your girlfriend, I pray for y'all every day. I said, and, you know, you could not have been here. I said, but you have a very, very praying mom, and you can believe whatever it is you want to believe. But the, the, the airbags in their car opened after after, wow. after his girlfriend hit the windshield and cracked the windshield. And she said, if we were going a little bit faster, I would have went through. She would have um, went right through. I was just about to say she that. She would have went right through. Yep. She would have went right through. She would have went right but through. God's and not the only one that, 
not yet. And I'm still having these conversations, you know, with them. And I'm like, you know, maybe not be things you want to hear, but you want to hear it. I was like, because I know I'm being used enough. I have to continue to be the light, which makes me stay aware of when I'm not moving in the right way. Um, and what's crazy is, and let me bring this full circle, is that I no longer drink um, every once in a blue moon, I should say. So and this has been mm-hmm. since, like, last, I don't even know when it was. I even tried to have a drink on my birthday. My sister had made me a drink, and I get, that crap gave me such a headache. I put it down. I was like, I can't even drink this. Um, yeah, it's like, it don't, you're like, nah, I'm okay. Yeah, like, nothing. Yep, so, and that was in October. So, um, and then I was like, you know, we was here for New Year's, and me and my husband, we dancing around and having a ball and listening to music and singing and and he was like, all right, it's almost 12 o'clock, let's have a drink. So I got a shot glass, and I put a little, little, when I say a little bit, I can't even tell you how much that I put a little <laughs> bit of lemon juice, a little bit of lime juice in there. I put all the stuff in there, and it made it still less than a half a shot, like even with all the mixture. And mm-hmm. it gave me a headache. It gave me a headache. I was like, babe, I can't drink no more. He said, what? I said, I can't drink. I said, it gives me a headache. I can't do it. He was like, what? I was like, yeah, I can't drink. And then I've been praying and asking God to take away the taste of um, mm. from smoking, too. And um, because I stopped before, I had stopped, but I just stopped. So I was mm. like, you know what, I didn't do it in the right way. So I ended up doing it again. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like, you can't have control over me. You don't control me. So then I started praying about it. And I took that away as well. Yep, he did. He took in it, but and it wasn't a cold turkey thing, um, but it was like slowly but slowly, it was just less and less and less and less and mm-hmm. less because I was like, I'm never going to pay for this. And then when I paid for it, I was like, I pay for that. You know what I can be doing with this money? So <laughs> that just wasn't working for me. Like this money could go to something else, and not that I was a big smoker, um, mm-hmm. because I could get something and it would last me for three months, um, mm-hmm. and that would be fifty bucks. But fifty bucks was too much money that lasted yeah. for two to three like, months. I could be know, going somewhere like, else. Yeah, listen, I was like, I could be doing something else with this money. So, and I just kept saying that, and I kept praying about it, and just little by little, and then I realized I was like, yeah, I haven't smoked that much. I was like, wow, I didn't even realize it. It was just an retrospect thing, and my husband had said something to me, and I was like, I haven't smoked. He was like, you know what? You sure haven't. Neither one of us even actually noticed it. Because wow. I said, I want to I wanna do it the right way. I was like, I don't want to go back to it. I want to make sure that it's just totally out of my system and I leave it. So I didn't even focus on that. I just started to focus on the things that I needed to focus on, focus on my house, focus on my business, focus on my family, bringing my family together. Um, and once you start replacing things with things that are more important that you really want to focus on, it automatically goes anyway. It's, and, it's, it's, and, it, and it's nothing. So I was so amazed um, that when I really, really, I actually shared that on a prayer line, like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. that was crazy that I was like, dang, I'm on this journey and I'm still smoking. And, you know, I was like, something has, I was like, well, we all have vices that we have to deal with. That don't mean that you don't come to yeah. God with those vices, you know, right. and that was a, a struggle then, for me. And also, um, by you being transparent and speaking on it, like, you don't know who else is on the the breakthrough line and they might be struggling with drinking and it's like, well, you know, I'm supposed to be, you know, trying to get right with you guys, but I, you know, I got this 
and they might be ashamed and, you know, just hearing, you know, you talk about, you know, what you're struggling with, that might bless them as well. Mhm. And Eugene, you're absolutely right, but I definitely didn't think about that. I didn't think, and I and I should because a lot of other things that happen in my life. That's why I do share it. But I definitely didn't think about it that way. But you are a hundred percent correct. Um, but I was like, yo, like I, I was just in in awe. I was just in awe, like that. That's decent. But and that you know, and that's something that kind of well, not that, but drugs run in my family. So I've always wanted to be aware not to get addicted to anything either. Um, yeah. so I never learned how to roll. I didn't want to learn how to roll. I never wanted to learn how to roll. And that was something I, that was I, really I, on I would like to say, well, cause my, yeah. like my, my mom and my dad like smoke cigarettes. So I was always scared to like smoke cigarettes. I'm like, no, cause I'm, I'm going to be addicted to it. I no, no. I was just always scared to like, I'm like, no, cause they addicted, they're addicted. So I, I get what you're saying, like, no, I can't do it. Yes, and that's what I said. And they would be like, you're not going to smoke if you're not going to roll. I was like, well, I guess I just won't smoke. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I was. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I will, I'll just be, I'm all right. I don't need it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I just did. And that my, like, my people would be so mad at me when we'd be out. Oh, you know I got to drive. If I was driving, you, you want to drive? I said, I drive. All right, but I don't want to learn how to roll. They sent me down. You got to do this. You got. I was like, my fingers don't do that. <laughs> they was like, well, you can put it in the bar. I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do none of that. So, you know what I mean? That was one of the things that I knew that I just stayed on top of. I was like, listen, don't learn how to roll because if you learn how to roll, then I won't have an excuse or a reason, which is my excuse, to not go somewhere and have somebody else do it for me or I won't have – I wouldn't have the. I don't think I would have had the strength to not go through and be like, oh, I get to roll this and then smoke as much as I want. And that might have been why I didn't smoke so much either, is because I'm like, you know what, I need this when I need it. If I'm in a bad place mentally, um, mm. that's when I. That's really when I would use it. Like when I feel like I couldn't do something some more, I'd be like, oh my God, this is consuming me. These thoughts and everything is consuming me. And that was what I was using as my out. Um, and realizing that's not what I need as my out. Yep, that's not my out. God was God's been my out, and and now that I, my prayer life is so different, I don't need that. All I needed to do was lean on Him. Now, using one word, how would you describe the breakthrough uh, family, like the breakthrough uh, prayer life? Using one word. Transformative. Mm. That's a good one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's really good. That's really good. It, it is. It is. It really is. Wow. It is. I like you that one. You get a little bit. You get a little bit of everything on that line, and I love. Mm-hmm. Um, even before I went on there, it, when I talked to people, like people think that I'm judgy. Um, I'm like, I'm not judge. I'm not a judgmental person. And that's one of the mm-hmm. things that I like about that line. Nobody looks at you crazy. Nobody tries to belittle you. Um, everybody is always uplifting and supportive. Yeah. And anything that you need, everybody on there will go out their way 
to try to make sure that you have what you need or whatever they can do. And somebody on there, everybody on there is involved in something or knows something somewhere where they could try to help you out in some some type of way. Um, and if not, they're going to look into it. Like people are looking right. into it. Oh, know, well, you know people know somebody who knows somebody. Know somebody who knows somebody. So everybody got mm-hmm. people in, in their pockets. Um, so that's one of the things that I, I just sit in all like, wow, like it's so much love and it's just genuine, genuine love on there. And that's, and that's what's needed. Um, and anybody that comes to the line, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get poured in so much love that is so your cup. Oh Lord, thank you, Jesus. Your cup will overflow. You is it's abundance mm-hmm. of love. It's an abundance of love. It's overflowing and it's, um, it can be overwhelming for people that don't know what that feels like. People that don't know what it feels like would be like, what in the world is going on in this line? Because a lot of times you're not around people that genuinely care, so you don't know what caring looks like. Um, and people mm-hmm. can take that. I'm not, I don't know if they do or not, but I'm just speaking from another side, not how I felt, but you know, and I was sitting here like, dang, this is decent because I'm such a loving, caring person that I didn't know a lot of people that was as loving and caring as myself. And I've known that me doing it and people looking at me like, well, what you doing that for? You don't even know me. Like, this. what's wrong with you? So, and I can just imagine if people come on there that are dealing with those type of things, they could be kind of put off like, this can't be real. This is fake. Nobody is this caring. Yeah, no, it's, it really is real. It really is real. And God is really on that line and working with these, with everybody on there, working through them, working for them, no matter what it is. Every day is a learning lesson on that line. Every day is a learning lesson. Every day. Yes, it is. So what is your favorite scripture? Oh, my, my, my. So um, because I'm very transparent and honest, um, you know what? My God, and I don't say God, Mother, I say my God guided. He is guiding me spiritually. Um, and I was going to say I don't have one, but I do. It's Isaiah 26, 3, that God will keep he in perfect peace who I bestowed on thee because he trusteth in thee. And she told me to read that every single day, and I've been reading it every day since she gave it to me. Um, and I try to read at the same time, every day at the same time. And as I'm growing spiritually, I'm understanding that the depths of that more and more. Um, because when I first read it, I was like, okay, all right, I do believe in you. Okay, so, you know, and you know I believe in you, so, you know, like what's going to happen. But now that I read it, I'm like, dang, like the more I grow, the more I feel it in my spirit. The more I grow, the more I feel it in my spirit, how God is moving. Like when you believe in me and you really believe in me, I'm going to keep moving in your life. Um, But there's so many levels in life. There's so many things that you have to be aware of that's going on and keep your faith through so many different levels, levels with your kids, level with your spouse, even at your job, in your car, like with your coworkers, with your employees, with your bosses, like things just come up with friends that you meet and understand and like you can't judge anybody. You can't look at anybody anyway. You have to have peace in it. You have to have love in it. You have to have faith that God's going to do this. Like 
And I'm like, oh, my God, I've been carrying this. I've been carrying this. So you don't really even realize the weight that you're carrying until you really start understanding some of the things in the Bible where you think you're giving things at God's feet, but you're still walking away. You let you putting down a bag and taking out you taking out a couple of rocks, but you still got the bag on your shoulder, on your arm. You got them wrapped around mm-hmm. your legs, like, and you got stuff hanging on your neck, and you wondering why you're feeling so down. But you still carrying all that baggage. You lay down mm-hmm. something, but you're not laying it all down. Um, so they're keeping it at the altar. Things. You're not keeping it at the altar. Yes, I didn't even know what that meant either. I even asked about that. I'm like, what the heck is an altar? Like, being a Jehovah's <laughs> Witness, they didn't talk about altars. I'm like, the thing that they talk about, like, I don't understand, that you talk on and you put in your stuff the podium, like, that's, is that the altar? Um, so that was funny to me, too. Um, to me, I think, you know, I look at things like, I'm not afraid to be like, I don't know what that means. Um, so that was something. I was like, wow, you know, oh, okay. People are taking your name somewhere, and you're laying this down at God's feet, and you talking to God. I said, oh, is that what that is? I said, I had no idea. And it was funny because I actually had talked to Queen about it, and she started laughing. I said, she said, I'm not laughing at you. I said, I know you're not. You can see my face. She said, mm-hmm. But we were talking on the phone, so it was so funny because we were on the phone, and she started cracking up. I said, you should see my face right now. She said, I can. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> So, you know, I just I just love it. And it doesn't matter the age. That's one of the things also that I love, that a lot of people are in here, they're in their 20s and their 30s and their 40s, and they have such an amazing, amazing relationship. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm learning from everybody, from, from uh, Stephanie's daughter, you know, to Sister Angela and everything in between, you know, because it's just, you can learn from everybody, and every experience is going to teach you something if you open for it. So um, that's what that Bible verse really have done for me um, over the past, um, how long she gave it to me, six or seven months. So I've been reading it every day. And I'm like, oh, my God, I actually had to call her like, Mom, I got it. She was like, mm-hmm, baby, I knew you would. I was like, I did. I'm all excited. She's so calm. Mm-hmm, baby, I know you would. I'd be like, oh, I love you so much. <laughs> but that's just how she talked, just so sweet, so kind, so loving. I said, mm, all in that, that spirit all up in there. So I'd be like, mm-hmm. So, yes, I'm just excited about everything, you know, that um, God has, the people that God has brought into my life because I never had spiritual, true spiritual guidance um, until I met my, my family. Um, and they took me in in my 40s. Is that crazy? And, and made me their godchild <laughs> in my 40s, um, you know. So that's when I started this, but I still really didn't understand it because I was still doing my own thing. Um, but going through this journey and then being brought to the prayer, to the breakthrough line um, is amazing because, you know, I guess God knows that I just can't keep doing it all on my own and, and I need some guidance, and I'm definitely getting it um, from here, from Sister Angela to Johnny to Heron to Jackie to you know, Jules to Andrew, um, you know, to Queen. Um, and, you know, I'm just, you just get poured into from Lisa. I mean, it's amazing tree. Oh, my God. Um, you know, just listening to all of these people in these different ages. I'm like, yo, because I only, when I went to church, I only really seen the older people. I didn't see younger people. So this is new and amazing and exciting right. to me. Like, yo, young people? What? Um, wow, okay. 
you know, so that has me at all because now you can attract so many different ages and, you know, for them to be able to speak the way that they're going to be able to communicate with the people at their age bracket, you know, it's just amazing to me. So I'm just so looking forward to my kids getting on this line one day and them snatching their souls up in there and they're going to be like, oh, I didn't know it was like this. Oh, yes, snatch it. We need to reprogram you. You know, you need some reprogramming. Um, So I'm just, I'm looking forward. I'm just, I'm, I'm just at all and amazed and um and even to be here, you know, with with this podcast being started for the breakthrough, like I just amazing things. I know God has taken the breakthrough line to some amazing places. Um, you know, and he had me uh inform Jackie of that because it's gonna be crazy. This line is gonna be crazy, so crazy that I don't even think that we can even wrap our minds around how crazy that this line is going to be and the way that it's growing. And I've only been on here since June, mid-June of last year. Mm. 2021? Did I start 2021? Wait a minute. When did, my, when did this happen? Was it 20? Yeah. Because I think they was almost a year when I got on. It was almost a year when I started, um, or they were just celebrating a year when I started. So, yeah, it was June of, of 2022, I'm sorry, last year. And I've grown leaps and bounds in that short amount of time. Um, so, yeah, it was just, God is just good. Like, he's just good. That's all. I, I, can't, I can't stop giving him his glory and his praise for is moving and putting and positioning the resources that's needed for me to be able to grow. Um, so I'm just, I'm eternally thankful um, because if Jackie didn't do what she did, I wouldn't be where I am right now. You know, if, if mm-hmm. Queen wasn't following through with what God gave her, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. If it wasn't for Sister Angela. Like, it's just everything on this line, even Jami, like, and Andrew, like, just listening and being able, and being able to give back like, that's amazing to me because I feel, and, oh, this is so wrong. But when I'm on this line, and I'm going to apologize right now that anybody in my job that get to hear this, but I'd be like, don't talk to me. I don't know what y'all need. I'm on the prayer line. <laughs> don't talk to me. I know I'm at work, but I need to listen <laughs> to see what's going right. on. And plus, if I heard somebody say something during their prayer or in the, you know, the healing sharing, and it's something that I can help with, I'll be so disappointed when I can't stay on the help out because now that person has to suffer another day and in hopes that I remember, you know, what was going on once things go through my day. So, um, you know, I definitely try to stay on to the very, very end um, to make sure that, you know, I'm like, God brought me here for a reason, so I want to make sure I do it, but I also need to make sure that I'm, you know, doing what I need to do at work. But I'm like, God's work is so much more important than my job. Um, so, you know, you know, we all have a mission on this line to do. So, you know, I just want to make sure that I, I do my part because everybody on here is so sweet, kind and loving, and everybody deserves to have their best life. So I want to make sure that I can, you know, help with that in any means possible. Mm. I'm getting poured into, that's the least I can do is pour back out into other people. So what, um... It is, we're going to leave. We're going to leave all with this. What advice would you give someone that 
you know, is kind of struggling um, in their faith. Struggling in their faith. Okay. That's a good question. Okay, Portia, you got me with that one, but that's fine. I know good and well well that I was struggling for a long time in mine, Um, you know, Mm -hmm. because you start to ask yourself, okay, thank you, thank you, thank you, I got it, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit, amen, I got it, okay. You, you know, a lot of times we look and say, why is God allowing this to happen? Why did God allow that to happen? If God loved me, if there was a God, why would? Well, you know, God also was a man. I'm sorry. God also is entitled as a king to follow his word. When the king speaks, the king can't take back the rule that he didn't lay down. And the rule is you have your own free will. And with that own free will, we have choices that we get to make every single day. Do you want to run that red light? Do you want to speed up when the light is turning yellow? Do you want to slow down? These are the choices that we make. If you decide to speed through the yellow light while it's turning red and you have a head-on collision with a car that's coming, you made that choice. And God gives us those free wills to make those choices. So if you're fighting with your faith,